an athlete, I grew up learning that when you get hurt, you push through the pain. And we oftentimes as athletes say, you, you, you gotta play hurt. I'm a hurting today. And I'm gonna push through. And I'm gonna play hurt today. Because the gospel compels me to. And I believe that even in my hurt and pain, what Pastor Chach prayed, the gospel's not gonna return void. And that there is a word. I just want you to know today, man, it's painful. <laughs> We're gonna play hurt today. Whew. Thank you, Lord. Take over. Do what you want to do. If I had a sermon title today, it'd be this. Wake up. Wake up. It's time for us to wake up. Today we kick off a series entitled Let's Move. Our word for the year is the word move. And what we are hoping as we start this very first month of 2021 is that, that, that God would awaken us to the thought that he does not want us to settle for where we are. And he wants to take us to a new place. He wants to take us to a new level. He wants to take us further down the road with him, much like you saw me in my breakdancing moves in that video just a few moments ago. It took me time to learn that stuff. I wasn't that good when I first started with the robot back in 77, but, but I got better. And God wants to grow you. He wants you to go to a new level with him. Have you enjoyed the holidays? Have you? We, we have at the Brown home. In fact, we're still enjoying them. Our lights are still up on my house and they're still on at night. So if you're bored, stop by, okay? My tree is up. My snow village is up. Um, all the knickknacks, paddywhacks, and gave the dog a bone. It is all up and it is still. So if you need to pick me up or come by the Brown home tonight and we will do our best to Give, but I love the holidays, not just the lights. I love the music of the season. I love, I love Christmas in the county. By the way, how many of you, love, was that worth it? I don't know if it, I love that. A little disappointed that the facilities team has taken everything down. Um, I missed that memo, but that's okay. Um, it's coming again. Uh, but I, I love the food. You can tell that of Christmas. Do you not? Come on, is there, is there not a better time to eat? right? Uh, I, I love the food and all that, but there's something else that, that I became especially fond of this, this holiday season, and that is sleep. Sleep. How many of you guys like to sleep? You guys like to sleep, right? And, and, and here's what I found myself doing because during the holidays, kind of slowed down. We even took a week off of, 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 of the office being open, and so I didn't schedule anything. I was very personal about that. And, and, and I, I mean, I just, I slept. Now, I, it, it's hard for me to, to really sleep late. I, I just, I'm a creature. Of, I don't set an alarm clock. Anybody else, you just wake up? Yeah, a couple of you guys, yeah, the rest of you, that's okay. We're advanced, and we don't need technology to wake us up. Um, but but, but uh, I got in the habit of, man, it's good. I stayed up later at night watching Hallmark, I mean, uh, ESPN. Um, 
I, uh, and, and, and I love to sleep in, but, but here's what I have found in, 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 for me, this is me speaking. Um, when, when, when I sleep too much, it begins to affect me adversely. Does that work on anybody else that way? So, so for instance, I, I'm a creature of habit. I get up at a certain time and man, my day gets going. I've got a routine every morning. I'm an old baseball player. Old? Yes. I, I'm an old, ba- and I, I get in a rut, a routine. And so I have, a, I have a certain process in the morning, Right. And uh, when I sleep late, it kind of put, puts my productivity for me. It slows me down in getting a, a head start on my day. I have found that, that um, uh, you know, I'm, I'm foggy. My mind is foggy in the mornings when I sleep a little bit. I just don't feel the same. Now, I love to sleep, but for me, too much of it jacks me up. It just, it just does, right? Um, uh, are you asleep? I mean, I know we all like sleep. The researchers say we need seven to nine hours, right? And so I don't know. I mean, there's, it's good. It's not bad. I'm just telling you for me that too much sleep has an adverse effect on, on, this, on this specimen. Okay? I'm not using an adjective before. You can fill in the blank there. This is your time. Let me ask you another question today. Not only are you sleeping, but... How has your life changed the last 12 months? Has it changed at all? I mean, when we were sitting here January the 10th of last year, you probably had a trajectory planned. You'd made some resolutions and you had been doing this and then March hits. And, and for, for me, I don't know about for you, but, but, but things just kind of, well, the plans I'd made kind of just became secondary, Right. And, um, and it wasn't going to work out or pan out like I thought it should. Uh, and, and instead of me looking forward to, that, to all the great things and the trips and things and directional moves and vision and, and all that stuff that, that I had mapped out, instead of progressing towards those things, most of us could probably use another word about 2020. And you're in church, so don't say it out loud. But, but the word digress, right? You either progress, you move forward, you, you make advancement towards something, you go to the next level, or you take steps back, you digress, right? And I don't think just as any of us say, you know, man, I just wish I wouldn't sleep too much. None of us really want to digress in life, but we did this last year, did we not? For some of you, your health took a back step, didn't it? You know, you worked hard all in the fall of 2019. You were going to look good for those holiday parties, and you made a commitment to hit the gym and work out, and you were doing great, and then COVID hits, and you put on some weight. Am I talking to anybody? Let me hear you clap. That's right. Yeah, we can tell, but that's, you know, your health just kind of took a, took a step back, right? Those gifts that people gave you, gym memberships, well, just like, we did have an excuse. I'm sorry, I can't go work out, you know? It's just, you can't, it's shut down, right? Your health took a, the mental fatigue and the mental health, right? Not just physical stuff, but did any of you just feel the mental stress and strain? Did you, did you kind of begin to think things that you wouldn't normally, did you act ways that you wouldn't normally, I mean, there's just, our health took a step backwards, we digress. What about professionally? What about in your career? So some of you listening today, you may have lost jobs, or you're on a trajectory at, at, at corporate to, to go to the next level, or to do this, or you were going to make it, you were going to start a business, you were going to do something new or different, and then of course then we're shut down, Right? Man, I long for the day in which I can go sit down inside of Taco Cabana once again and go to the salsa bar and just eat, you know? 
But, 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 but from, a, from a professional career, have you tried to buy an appliance over the last 11 months? You can't find a dishwasher. I mean, you literally have to go to China to get it yourself because the Home Depot doesn't have it. You know, and it's months and years and you're like, well, what? just go get the paper plates and the red Solo cups, you know? Some of us digressed when it came to education and our, 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 our growing f- when it comes to learning, did we not? Now, praise God for moms and dads and aunts and uncles and grandparents that did their best. We bought tablets, we, we downloaded programs, and we've done our best to keep our kids progressing forward to the next level. But statistics are showing that they're not, and they're digressing. Now, not our kids at 1910 because, well, we just... Well, we're good. No, I just, I know I have, but, but, but we're seeing it from an education standpoint. What about your relationships? Have you had any relationships suffer over the last 11, 12 months? You've just not been able to connect with people like you used to, right? For some of you, you've not seen family in months, and you're going, praise Jesus, But for others of us, we've not been able to make visits to nursing homes, or I've not been able to sit with the family in a hospital room. I've not been able to minister, and we've lost some some progress when it comes to cultivating relationships, have we not? And staying connected. Technology is great. I'm telling you, for 17 weeks, we were not meeting like this, and we were just talking to a camera lens. And listen, I I love me some people. I do. I'm not going to. The camera is great, and technology is awesome, but I'm telling you, your face is so much better, Right? For some of us, we digress when it, when it comes to just any, you feel it, we just lost momentum, did we not? We, we had a great plan in mind, we were gonna move forward, we were gonna grow, we were gonna become better and make changes and then it just ah, hit. And it didn't just stymie us, but for some of us now, if we're gut honest with ourselves, we've taken a lot of steps backwards, have we not? Let me ask you another question today. Not only are you sleeping and and not only how have you grown this year, did you progress, but but where are you at spiritually? How do you measure that? Have you grown spiritually over the last 10 to 11 months? Where are you at? Has there been some measurable growth? And please hear my heart. Listen, you photocopying a verse of the day off a you version and plastering on your social media does not indicate to me where you're at spiritually. Anybody can do that. What's your personal time with the Lord been like? What's your prayer life been like? Oh man, I've definitely ratcheted that up. Have you really? from the perspective of just really getting to know the heart of the Father and not just share with him, God, I don't know when I'm gonna get another roll of toilet paper. I mean, have you really, have you, have you, did you maximize time at home reading the Bible or did a device consume your time? Were you more concerned about, hey, what does God's word have to say about the times in which we live in? Or was George Stephanopoulos your true north? Where were you spiritually? Where have you been? Let's just gut check, be honest with one another today. How do you know if you're spiritually asleep? That's my question today. 
And I'm so glad that we have the word of God. I don't know if you like the Bible, I do. I still think it's good for us today to look to it, to guide us and to speak truth in our lives. And so we're gonna look at the word of God today because I think that's a great question and, and we find some answers and some, some alarms that were sounded. You know, the writers of the New Testament oftentimes refer to sleep as, as when they talk about sleep, it's troublesome. Um, they, they, they oftentimes talk about continuous sleep, much like for me individually. It, it, it can have an adverse effect on us. And it can affect you in a negative way when it comes to spirituality. Are you asleep? Spiritually, in, in, in the book of First Thessalonians chapter 5, the Apostle Paul is, is writing a letter to, to the Thessalonians. And um, it, it, beginning in chapter 5, he's reminding him of, of some things that, that he had already taught them or other leaders in the church had already reminded them of, that the Lord Jesus is going to return. Do you believe that? Do, do you not, as you survey and see what's happening in our culture today, do you not think that the return of the Lord is even nearer than ever before? Now, I'm not going to stand up here and try to forecast and project and buy a billboard on I-10 that says this is the date and the time and all that, because Scripture says that even Jesus, the Son of Man himself, does not know that hour, right? But Paul is reminding them as we pick up 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 that, listen, you guys know that the Lord's going to return, okay? It should not be a surprise to you. So we do not need to be teaching you and reminding you of that. These people know those things. They know, he says, that he's going to come like a thief in the night, right? Hey, no thief announces his arrival at your home, does he? He doesn't send you notes. Hey, guys, listen, tomorrow I'm giving you a 24-hour advance notice. <laughs> or, or like a serviceman, you've got a four-hour window, right? Um, come on. Um, but a thief doesn't announce his arrival. He just comes. And he catches us off guard and by surprise. Paul alludes to in 1 Thessalonians 5, the beginning of it, about, about birth pains. And the, the birth pains are not pleasant. Any women in this room ever given birth? Any men ever? No. But you women know that it's not a, necessarily a pleasant, smooth ride or sail, is it? There's pain and torture and you're struggling and whatever. And we dudes do our best to... We do our best, but you're... And Paul's reminding them as we open up in 1 Thessalonians 5 about the return of the Lord. Thessalonians, listen, you guys know that you need to be sensitive. And they were very good about determining the seasons. They knew the events happening around them. But then there's a word of warning, I think, for us today about waking up. Verse 4 says this, but you should not be in the dark. You're not in the dark about the things, dear brothers and sisters, and you're, you're not going to be surprised when the day of the Lord comes like a thief. For you are all children of the light and of the day. We don't belong to the darkness and night. And so be on your guard or be on watch, some translations say. Do not be asleep like the others. Stay alert and clear-headed. Some versions say be sober. Night is the time when people sleep and drinkers get drunk. But let us who live in the light be clear-headed, protected by the armor of faith and love, and wearing as our helmet the confidence 
of our salvation. There's so many things that Paul's reminding them of here, but I love this simple fact in these first few verses of 1 Thessalonians 5. Paul's reminding those Thessalonian Christians that they should be who they are in God. I love the song we sang today. I'm a child of God. I am chosen, not forsaken, right? You're for me. I love singing who we are in God. And it's interesting that, that in, in the Semitic languages, when, whenever they use the word son, that, that translation, the literal translation of that word means you take on the characteristics of And so when Paul is reminding the Thessalonians, hey, you are children of the light. That means the light being Jesus. You should be taking on those characteristics, those qualities of Jesus. You're not like the people in the darkness, like those who sleep and those that get drunk at at, at night. No, no, no. You have been called out of the darkness. Am I talking to anybody? You are children of the light. You need to. That is who you are. Not who anybody else says you are. You You are a son and a daughter of the light. So we simply, Paul's telling them here, we need to live up to who God says we are. It's who we need to be. And as I look around in the church today, I'm talking about the church all across the board, I, 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 I don't see us walking in the spirit. I see us sleepwalking oftentimes. And you know that any sleepwalkers in the room, anybody? Uh, maybe, you know, a sleepwalker is unaware that they're sleepwalking. And I'm just concerned and afraid that we as a church have become anesthetized. That's a hard word to say, but it is a real word. We become unaware of, of, of what's happening around us. Uh, you know, just as, just as Paul Harvey declared those words 55 years ago, is that right? 20 plus 35, 55. And people thought, man, you're off your rocker, old man. Where people would pledge allegiance more to who's sitting in Washington than they would to the one who's sitting on the throne. Where there would be a lack of patriotism, where, where drug-sniffing dogs and metal detectors would be present at schools. And are you kidding me? where we would become more, we we would look to television and news channels to be our source of truth versus the word. Come on, Paul Harvey knew some stuff, did he not? So many of us are sleepwalking. We need to wake up. It's time that we become clear-headed, alert, aware of what's happening around us. Listen, the return of the Lord is coming. What are you doing about that? I'm not saying that we need to you know, shelter in bunkers and, 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 and listen, this is the time for the church to be greater evangelists than ever before. It's time for us to not hide in the darkness. We need to be the children of the day, the children of the light. So here's the deal as Christians. Are we moving? Are we growing? Listen, I know that we don't know it all. I hope you don't think I've attained it all. Paul would say, not that I've attained all of this, but I press on. Are you moving forward spiritually? Are you growing? That's his desire for you. 
And so over the next several weeks, we're going to be uber aggressive. We're going to be in your face, and we're probably going to make some of you mad. Not, not in an ugly way, um, but, but we're going to encourage you to go to the next level. We're going to give opportunities for you to grow and plug in and go to the next level. So many of us aren't willing to do that. We're not thinking clear-headed, as Paul says in 1 Thessalonians 5. We're not. Some of us are not walking in the Spirit. Some of us are not acting like children of the light. God, so many of us, our spiritual lives don't match our personal lives. Or our personal lives don't match our spiritual lives. Let me say that that way. We're angry. We're saying ugly things to other people. We're talking ugly about people in this room. We're ranting and raving. We're spouting it out. We're, some of us are living in fear. We're choosing sides instead of choosing love. We got to wake up. We got to grow. Listen, when we stop learning, we stop growing. And, and when we stop growing, we, we become stagnant. We halt this growing process, this maturing process that God has for us. We can't stop moving. It's time for us to move. Guys, as long as you stay at rest, as long as you stay where you're currently at, when you stop moving, that's when you start sleeping. And our spiritual condition should never be characterized by that word sleep. I, I, I found an old sermon that Charles Spurgeon wrote. It's entitled, Awake, Awake. And Spurgeon uses three illustrations about the problem with the church and us as believers sleeping. He uses the, 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 the illustration of, uh, of a city that, that is under siege from a plague. The town leaders are coming out. Bring out the dead, bring out the dead. We're seeing that, aren't we not? while a doctor with the cure sits in his office asleep. Or a ship that's being tossed in the ocean sea and the storms are beating it up and hundreds of passengers' fates hang in the balance as that ship is about to wreck while the captain is asleep in his quarters. Or a prisoner who's about to be led to his execution room and he's fearful of the fate that awaits him. And he's fearful and afraid of, 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 of what happens after he dies while the person who holds the letter of pardon in his pocket is asleep. Church, when will we wake up and see the dire straits of our culture? When will we choose to say, God, listen, I am ready to move with you and go to the next level. Guys, we cannot sleep. We need to become active. We need to move. We need to grow. We need to go to the next level. It's time for us to wake up. It's time for us to be on fire for Christ. It's time for us to, to live every day with more grace. It's time for us to become greater evangelists, telling others what Jesus has done for us. It's time for us to not let our light hide under a bush any longer. It's time for us to move. 
Listen, today when you made your way in here, oh my goodness, I dropped mine. There was a red thing in, in, your, in, your, in your seat. And, and uh, for those of you that, that are watching us online, we would love to get you one of these. It's just a little magnet. But listen, on this magnet, you're gonna find something that we call our discipleship pathway. You maybe have seen it in, 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 in our atrium this morning when you made your way in. But listen, we are gonna become uber aggressive in, in, in walking you through some growth opportunities here at 1910 church because not so that we can boost numbers and say we've got this many people no 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 no. we 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 want to grow you and make disciples that's our calling so that then you can be unleashed through the power of the holy spirit as he sends you to school and work and into your neighborhoods into your checkout lines and what have you Listen, it's time for you to grow. We're, we're, we're gonna challenge you over these next few weeks to, to grow in your personal time with the Lord, to be people of the word and people of prayer and people of personal worship and devotion. Today, Pastor Jen and her staff are gonna be in the atrium and, and giving you opportunities to begin hearing about growth opportunities through what we call our groups ministry. Groups that you can plug in where the word of God is gonna be taught, where questions are gonna be answered, where sharpening of one another. Listen, you begin today to have those opportunities to do that. But listen, you've gotta make that decision. We're gonna challenge you in the weeks to come to, to, to as we have been, to determine what your giftings is, your giftings are. And many of you have already taken a spiritual gift inventory. And if you have not, we wanna encourage you to hit our website. Listen, we want you to know how you're gifted so that you can then serve because in that serving, in us using our gifts, God does a work in us and he grows us. There's something in you that our world needs. We're going to challenge you in your, your witnessing and sharing your faith story. I, I'm tired of us just depending on pastors to do it. I'm just, oh, God, God, come on, you're God. You can, you, can, you can get them. Listen, somebody took time to tell you about Jesus. Who's the last person you told about him? It's a big deal to us. In fact, on that, on that magnet you have there, there's a QR code on the back. You can scan that and, and, uh, and, and it will direct you to our website where you're gonna begin to see opportunities for you to engage and get plugged in. Ways that you can serve, ways that you can grow. Will you wake up, oh sleeper? Will you move to the next level? This thing called the Christian journey. It's a growing journey. It's a learning journey. It's a moving experience. In fact, in 2 Peter 3.18, it says, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Are you gonna grow this year? Will you go to the next level with the Father? Will you dial into Him and let Him grow you? Father, that's my prayer for us that we wouldn't be content with where we're at. But Father, we'd see you break out and do something new in us and through us. All for your glory in Jesus' name.